Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Because I, I've wanted Ruby to watch Succession for ages, right? And I always have Al to the OG in my head. And then the other day, before I went on stage in New York, we were in the hotel room or something. She was like, Al to the UC. <laughs> everyone and welcome to your bona fide favorite pop culture podcast. Today we are having what could be a shit show at the fuck factory. <laughs> <laughs> feels inevitable. It feels inevitable. That was incredible. We are joined by possibly like the best people in the world. We've got <laughs> Belle Hawkins. Belle chimes in. Belle, you all know and love Belle and you love her voice on the podcasts. We've heard. Belle, how are you? Oh my God, cute. I never knew my fairy voice would take me so far, but it's <laughs> good to be here. Fairy voice. Fairy, fairy voice. voice. Yeah. Wait, you... How long? Uh, explain. <laughs> Tell me about your fairy voice journey. I, I, just, I was born with it. I've learned to use it the best way I can. But when did it get named that? Um, an actor friend of mine years it's ago. Really apt. Yeah. Do you think? It's think kind it's of a barrow. Yeah. It's a bit like soft girl, but... Lean in. No, but Here honestly, no it's works. like grass is really greener <laughs> like, to, to have a fairy voice. It's great because you have a lot of range. Like I have my like soft yoga voice and then I have my like psycho bitch on the phone angry at like a department voice. Like, oh. hi, Annabelle here. And like <laughs> you can really move it up a notch. Anyway, gorgeous to be here. <laughs> anyway, we also have um, Dunk, who I reckon has a bit of a fairy voice too. Like, really? You, yeah, you have a really soft, soft voice and you're a soft boy. I am a soft, you boy. Are a soft boy. I Shit. love that you know that. Yeah. So soft. Because tell us what happened this morning, Dal. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, oh, I just was a bit nauseous. I, I don't, this is, that's not me. Like, <laughs> you're allowed I, to get I, sick, I, bro. I show up. But um, you do show up. But um, you always this, have to leave, though. And I was very excited about this, like a little child. Got up at yeah. four thirty, did my prep. I thought I was going to be a scratch at, at ten past seven. I was messaging on all forums, yeah. <laughs> really throwing it out there, and um, and then I read the newsy, and it was like hyping this podcast, and, and it was like I, I feel like it was a sports movie. I was like. You know, when Paul Pierce left game six in the wheelchair and then, then came back and hit, hit that dagger, you, you know? I don't know. Eyes. Don't know. I and, just know. Um, don't romanticize your life. Yeah. And uh, here I am. We're here with a winner and a legacy, and it couldn't be more gorgeous. <laughs> Duncan Grieve, he will make it through this podcast without puking on the mic. I do have a little vivid here, which I will be getting you to sign my notebook after the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so funny because Duncan had text like, Oh no, I've just become nauseous, something, something. And I just like said, that's fine, stay home. And then it, like, it was like he had a crisis and he was like, no, I can make it. I think I'm better. And now he's here with us. I have the tiger playing in the background. <laughs> to be clear, I don't think it's like, yeah, very much. But 
It's not food poisoning. It's no. um, just poor dietary choices yesterday. Well, because what po- did you have for dinner last I night? I had half a bag of Papa Jacks. I'm not proud of my lifestyle. Who is? No. Are you? No. God, no. You I'm kind of should be. You, you just went to the Eras tour and spoke on stage in New York. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, but am I proud of my lifestyle? No, because it's like manic, manic, manic. Yeah. Crash, crash, crash. You've got me at a good time though today. <laughs> It's kind of like, sorry, this is such a tangent, but here in New Zealand when like COVID was invented and they had this thing where they would be like, three people of interest, 9am, Liquor King Kingsland, 9.30, Crave Cafe, 11pm, back at Liquor King Kingsland. And they would say all your your movements. I feel like that would be equally embarrassing for me about my lifestyle. Could be like what? so unhinged and like <laughs> eating corn chips in the car for lunch. Went to see a psychic. Yeah. Back to the psychic. She didn't agree. <laughs> Need a second opinion. Yeah. Back to the dairy to buy a crunchy bar. Papa Jacks. And Papa Jacks. Was, uh, didn't you find that this is total tangent, but I found that so soothing, but seeing how everyone lived. Yeah, no one was safe. We were all real rugged. And like how dear the government track us, honestly. <laughs> Oh, kidding. Whoa. What a turn. Oh, my God. Do you guys feel like joke. the government's, like, spying on you? Yeah, honestly, I feel like they're going to come and take oh, Duncan and, like, sort of <laughs> Wait, you've never been on Culture Vodka before. <laughs> we warned you of the unhinging, and it's real. And it's real. No, but in all seriousness, well, it's not that serious. Today we're talking about <laughs> succession, which do be our favourite topic around here and <laughs> do be our favourite. You've come back from the USA with a very strange manner of speaking. <gasps> I wish you had an it's accent. Not voice. That's all I'm going to say. You wish I had an accent. Yeah. <laughs> you remember when you were at school and someone would go on holiday and come back with an accent? Oh my yeah. God. It's Duncan such... did that with a British one. <laughs> it's probably such a New Zealand thing as well because everyone's like, oh, sorry, it's crazy, but um, uh, I simply went came. very far away on a ship and came back. It's like, <laughs> oh my fucking God. Speaking of someone that came on a ship and couldn't talk for a few days to his brother, Logan. In succession. I was about to call him Logan Paul. <laughs> that was incredible. You um, threaded those things together amazingly. Oh, I think it could have been better, but thank you. Definitely could have been better. Duncan. Okay. On oh, this podcast, we hype Lucy up. Yeah. The mask energy is new to me. The nauseous energy is seriously making itself known. So we were going to do what describes our weeks, but I feel like we've actually all been through at least what describes our mornings. Maybe not Belle. What's what describes your week, Dal? Oh, um, it sounds boring, but hopefully it's funny. But I was going to say, <laughs> bold way to start. Real New Zealand energy there. Do you think they'd say that at my funeral? Like, sounds boring, but hopefully this is a funny <laughs> yes. story of someone's hopefully life. It's cute. <laughs> um, it's relocation, 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 oh. which is just a cute TV reference. Um, I moved house. Everyone's probably fucking sick of hearing about it, but it's my new brand for the next week. Uh, and I feel like I've done like a month's worth of F45. Duncan. Are you nauseous? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to nip to the dairy and get some Papa Jacks for lunch. <laughs> but like, oh, just that. It, I honestly d- did not think it would end. And that just like terrible moment in the, at the end of a move where you're standing in your semi-empty house, apartment, whatever. And there's just like still shit to sort and decide. Yeah. And I feel like... Um, a nomad, all my stuff, half my stuff's still in my car. I feel very unhinged, um, but I'm leaning into it. Here we are. You're leaning into it. You're 
You're not seeming unhinged, if, if that's a compliment. Yeah, Thank you, you not seem like, really together. Thank you, I found It's really almost offensive. <laughs> yeah, considering she's literally living out of her car. No, she's not. <laughs> she's I'm not. sleeping at work. <laughs> she's fine. Duncan, do you have something else that describes your week, or was it just the sort of Popper Jack thing? No, just, just the nausea. Oh, just <laughs> the nausea. I've always found that quite a hard word to say. Nausea. Like, is it nausea? Well, no, I don't think so. Oh, no, I think it must be, there must be multiple ways of saying it. Okay, diplomat. (laughs) (laughs) I think we can say that from all sides. Yeah, there is nausea and nausea. (laughs) (laughs) A wee wee. (laughs) Um, Okay, we should just start talking about succession. Wait, but what about you? Well, I didn't actually have something that described my week, but I feel like it's, well, I'm really proud because I slept for 10 hours on the flight home and I cannot sleep on planes. Did you... Bought some really good melatonin. Yeah. Mm. It bought some melatonin and me and Ruby had an aisle to ourselves. <gasps> I feel like this is a cop out because I could talk about like so much that happened. And you're talking about the flight. And I'm talking about how I slept for 10 hours, but that's like a win for me because it was a 16 hour flight. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's you're almost incredible. like a bit short of trashy movie time. Yeah. I only yeah. watched Legally Blonde oh. and Call Me By Your Name. Oh. Real so, kind of two ends of the spectrum. Of yeah, I don't think it's okay to watch movies like Call Me By Your Name on a plane. Yeah, I, I well, was shocked I when, I, when you told me that. I was shocked. Why? Because of the peach scene? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a totally gorgeous movie, but Dunk has a point. Yeah. Why? What do I have to watch on the plane? Stupid movie. Yeah, yeah. Ruby watched 21 Jump Street beside yeah. me while I was watching. I watched it. 21 Jump Street when I last travelled. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Or, or like Downton Abbey because you can just oh. like fall asleep and it's so slow moving and you wake up to a gorgeous piano concerto and you don't know where <laughs> you are. I've never, I've never seen a single second of Downton Abbey. Mm. So okay. is it like Coro? Mm. <laughs> oh my god! It's, 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 it's like a prequel to Coro. Oh, right? it's pre Coro. Oh my god! Coro would be like it's Bogan Auntie, oh, okay. and they would be like the rich relatives who. Came here on a ship with a slight accent. Speaking of someone that came here on a ship. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let's talk about Logan Roy. Let's talk about succession. Let's talk about, does anyone have anywhere they want to start? Or should we just give overall thoughts on season four? Spoiler alert. We're going to spoil everything. A perfect season. Is that how you all felt? Yeah. Because I actually haven't seen a single person even try and badmouth it anywhere. It's it's pretty rare too. I think there was the weirdly. I I felt like there were the the one episode that I wasn't wholly like standing O for was the Logan death episode, which mm. was the one that everyone absolutely shat the bed over. But I agree. I, I just was kind of waiting through it for some reason. I think I only felt that way after seeing the election episode. Yes, I think I yeah. was very much like. Okay, there's that, but then there's this election episode, which is like the best thing I've seen on TV, probably ever. Just seeing Roman <gasps> in his disgusting little element, but I was like, I buy it. Like, yeah. it's, I don't know. I just thought it was great. It was pacey, which I always need. It just, I, yeah, I, feel, I, I thought the election episode was quite extraordinary, especially because it it did feel like it made you realise just how... 2020 happened, you know, yeah. like the fact that there were there are these humans with these really intense forces acting on them who maybe aren't the best qualified to be there, and yes. it and it was just like it was revelatory, and 
Yeah, I thought that that episode was look. You didn't see it coming. It was it was kind of a bottle episode. Yeah. It wasn't really part of the normal yeah. run. Yeah, a bottle <sighs> episode. That's like a. I think that's a real thing. Basically, it's like a a self contained uh, deviation oh. from the normal flow. I love that. I also love in that episode, Tom fucking losing it at Shiv I know. on the balcony. Like, that to me was... was that the same episode? Wait, sorry, no. That was I'm a thinking, tailgate. Yeah, I'm thinking tailgate. I'm thinking the precursor to that. Which was, Oh, my gosh. No, what I a ginormous flex from you. Lucy has just, just taken off her Harry Styles <laughs> sweatshirt. It's about reveal. six degrees centigrade no, in here. She's in a Taylor Swift era. And it's it makes a you... very cool T-shirt. I assume there's one for each of us in a little package at the end of the record. Oh, a little goodie bag? <laughs> if it makes you... Well, I've already given you water, actually, both of you. <laughs> With a broken cap. Want, want, want over here. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, this is not actual merch from the show because the lines were like crazy, we'd heard on the news before we went. And so there was this person at this little market that... It was a bootleg. Yeah. It looks, I actually like the look of it. Is it's that the even, same as. Is it Taylor Swift, though? It looks like Brittany Murphy. <laughs> okay, it is Taylor Swift, everyone. Duncan's fully gaslighting you. Do not, yeah. Over the earwaves right now. Um, anyway. Sorry. Back to succession. Yeah. Next question is, mm. what do we all think about it being Tom? You both, you both take sense to look at me. I, I think it's perfect, right? Same. Like... It's always that, like, like he, he's been such a kind of assiduous bootlicker, middle manager, just does what he's told guy. And it feels like in that company, with in that situation, that's the guy who's going to rise, mm. you know? Like, that, that's, that's how the, these corporate monoliths operate, that, that he's the one, you and know? And he's just, like, easy puppet. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Big that guy energy. Also, like, I can't reconcile in my mind which sibling I would feel like, oh, my God, yes, yeah. about and that getting was the that point, position. Because right? they all suck, yeah. <laughs> like, They kind of all do suck. Oh, That fight scene in the final episode just oh. undid me. What about Kendall lying I... about killing the boy? <gasps> Saying that was he lying? No, I think that he had he has had he's managed to disassociate. Totally, totally, totally. Being like that didn't happen. Side note: Well, this whole thing's just going to be side note. (laughs) Um, The final scene where Kendall's sitting in Battery Park, like looking out at the water. Do you know this after being in New York? Well, yes, I do. No, because really funny, while I was there, because uh, Ruby hasn't seen the final yet. and I Ruby? S- no, I know. She's trying. That's why I have to edit this episode, because she is <gasps> catching up. Oh, my God. From how far back? She's like season two or season three. Oh, wow. Well, she's got a lot to yeah, go. She's okay. got some really good ones to go. Anyway, apparently there was all these Succession fans lining up, recreating that <gasps> scene at Battery Park of the back of Kendall's head looking out at the water. And if Ruby had watched the finale, I would have been right there with them. Like <laughs> oh my god! But that was yeah crazy. But do, okay, do you think that the rumors that he ended up killing himself are true? I've not heard those rumors. I've not really investigated the discourse. But no, you don't think he would have, Bill? There was a moment at you know when he takes the elevator. I so, thought this he's is done. It. Yeah, because he's so unhinged I know. and. And maybe, like, bringing up the whole killing that boy and everything, just the total collapse of his entire being, sense of purpose. Yeah, his whole life had been 
on a track for that one moment. Mm. And then not only does he not get it, but with it goes the possibility of ever attaining it. And so, like the repercussions for him are wild. Like what the fuck is he going to do for the rest of his life? Oh, he's going to sit on his piles of money. Well, that's actually a, that's we, actually a question that we'll get to in one second, just back to the Kendall thing. Mm. Um, yeah, everyone was saying the reason there was this discourse about whether he stays alive after all of this was because his whole there's been a lot of like water sort of themes throughout his like what does he always say like be like water and like he's real he's always we're into a fucking flow state yeah Yeah. (laughs) and he's like you know he nearly drowns in the pool that time and then Mm. the last shot is him like looking at the water and then he said in an interview that he tried and I don't know if actors should do this I don't know. And some of them have been really, like, closed off. My character's done. I'm not talking about my character. He said that he attempted to jump into the water, like, without everyone on set knowing or oh something. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I heard that. But, yeah. I mean, he, he's – that's been a, such a specific performance and, and, and an approach to inhabiting the character that sounds like it was really irritating for most <laughs> people. It does. Hey, yeah. for those who haven't read – was it – who wrote that, that article? That It was a New Yorker yeah. profile. It was very good. How would you like do a power recap of that? Just that he is He basically he stays in he stays in character for months at a time and refuses method. to sort of deviate. It's the most hardcore method. Yeah. But for me, like the results, you know, like yeah. I, I'm not really concerned about whether you're irritating to your castmates. I give a fuck about the product and the yeah. product is extraordinary. And He's it, a product man. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Living totally class. a product guy. Okay, that was a fucking good episode yeah. like oh. when, when he was like they're not the clouds I saw them in Berlin like, when he killed won. me <laughs> and those poor like like stage workers who have to go and construct this house in 12 no. hours it reminded me of working in advertising on a pitch and they're like oh we want this we're gonna fill the room with sand I don't know how I don't (laughs) care how go and do it and you're just like light me on fire (laughs) bury me in that sand yeah yeah there's so much of the show and and particularly this season where you you there were just felt like there were really quite profound insights into extreme wealth into the sort of weird psychology of corporate takeovers into like the pressure that heats up around situations like that into how people sort of manipulate markets with product launches and then force as you suggested like the rest of the the whole company to backfill a real thing to go there Elizabeth Holmes style like which we these are all sort of things that we are aware of in the kind of culture of our time but I've never seen them so sort of viscerally and and like ex- expressed in a way where you're like that it just it just feels real like in a sh- you see a lot of shows sort of that are nominally in this area and they're entertaining but they don't have any sense that you're actually gaining some piercing insight into yeah. what mm. it really feels like whereas yeah. this did like I think the election episode was oh. the best thing I've seen that I could sit through, really enjoy, and then understand that it was actually showing real life. Yeah. What do you all think that the kids are going to go and do now, including Connor, who but, I know everyone forgets? <laughs> no, no, I, uh, he was the most fun. I, I, I like that you set us uh, a little homework task. Yeah, Belle, do you want to start? 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mine's a bit unhinged. Oh, duh. Um, <laughs> you. Have you done them as individuals or as a group? And I thought we, we just them? like, we'd, do, we'd share, we'd, we'd bounce off each other. I really want, and I think it would be Kindle or maybe... Maybe it would be weird if it's Roman. I want one of them to go and be like a white woke man who's like went to Bali and became super spiritual <gasps> oh, and takes yeah. like ayahuasca. Is it- I've literally written that down. No. For Kendall, Adam Newman, long hair, oh, ayahuasca. Shut up. He We're does have friends. that vibe, right? Like yeah. he's just got to. Well, he needs something bigger than himself. <clears throat> Correct. But he's like wearing amethyst. He's like. Like went into the rainforest for two weeks and came came out and like lives in this like mansion tree hut thing in some yeah. like jungle place and has a podcast and um, yeah wears lots of necklaces yeah um, but still trades Bitcoin and yeah yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. He's got a sort of like he's extremely polyamorous. Yes, like, yeah, there's yeah. just a whole <laughs> scene and you can really. I, I sort of feel that for him very intensely. Yeah, same. Like it is on the other side of that gazing into the water is like I must obliterate my past. Yeah, yeah. And create a new me so as to function in this world. And yeah. luckily I happen to have limitless resources to help achieve that. Yes, and he'll get like a an ex-New Yorker journalist who hasn't quite made enough money on Substack to write his book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What would the book be called? Oh, like over and above. <laughs> About a Roy. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's good. That is really that's good. Really Shooting good. for the white star. <gasps> no, that's, that's more of like someone that is coming out. <laughs> About a Roy. So good. I love the Adam Newman reference in there. That is like no shoes. stoked on that. No, oh, yeah, I'm Dunk quite stoked. Like, I was wow. 4.30, pre-Nausha energy. Pre, you know? pre, pre, pre-Nausha. But post-Papa Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> the Nausha's come back now that he's so excited. <laughs> People have aligned. Oh, he's vegan, but he wears like leather. You yeah, know, he's just a mess. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can't believe we thought this. It's incredible. <laughs> it's Life's really. I to be very clear with everyone, listeners included, not just everyone in the room. <laughs> I set this homework task. Didn't think once about what I thought the characters would do. Just literally wanted to hear what you guys thought. Um, but Shiv is quite an obvious one. She becomes the wife of Tom mm. and not much more? Well, or? see, I don't know. Like, did, did you see, the, I mean, they, the way that they were holding the hands, hands yeah. was, was the like, walkies. it looked like, um, you know, the sort of early generative AI <gasps> where, where they could never get the hands that right? perfect. That's a great analogy. And <laughs> I, I don't I don't see them, <laughs> them lasting, <laughs> curiously. Hottest take on the internet. <laughs> no, they will. I reckon Shiv won't relinquish that proximity to power. Work, work, Those okay. are great, yeah. So my my theory of Shiv okay. is that this actually provides her like a, an opportunity to kind of move, uh, like to, to go to the thing that she loves. Like I, I, I picture her running a super PAC, like being just like a classic establishment Democrat 
power broker. What's like, a super PAC? That's like a political action committee. It's basically a thing where you can you you can take outside funds. You don't have to declare where the declarations come from, and then you can spend them on candidates you support. Oh, okay. It's like quite yeah, a, okay. an important part of the U.S. political infrastructure, and. I can kind of see... You really uh, thought hard about this. Well, <laughs> Thank you. Because she is the most normal one who's just kind of, oh, I guess I'm in this family. And and the closer she's got to it, the more crazy-making it was. But I feel like being able to leave it, she might actually stabilise into something that actually is the, more, most closely matches what a semi-normal person would do with their intellect and means, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It'll reconnect her to her true passion and purpose in the world. And and she gets to fuck Nate again. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I want that affair back. So I'm I am fascinated to know what kind of mother yeah. mothering experience she will have. I think we all can kind of imagine what that would be. But I would love for it to be a surprising one. Yeah, like she's actually good. Yeah. She's not like her mum, who I yes. hated <gasps> so oh, much. Oh, what a well-drawn character. No. I know. So but what impressed. about Peter and his nobbies? Oh, oh my God, nobbies? <laughs> yeah. just, just that. I mean, that kitchen no, scene no. Was, was just gorgeous. Yeah. Wasn't it? I think yeah. that was... Like so heartbreaking. Yeah, if I know. you have siblings, you were immediately there, you know, in that like sacred, hilarious, fucked up dynamic where everything's okay and you're like yeah, young again for a hot second and to like give us that and then to completely ruin our lives with with what follows. What was to come. Yeah. I know. What Savage. was it, Neil Fit for a King or something? Yeah. For a king. Just we were going to get to this later, but that's like my favourite scene. That's not a hot take. I think a lot of people feel that. One yeah. of my favourite scenes in the whole goddamn thing. Um, Connor. What's next for Connor? The Conheads? Are they going <laughs> <laughs> to rally? Connor. So also, should we just talk about how Connor had just some really heartbreaking lines this season? Oh, his like, lines were just incredible. The good thing about having a family that doesn't love you is you learn to live without it. And he says it with like, no, he's not searching for self-pity he's, there. He's dead inside. It's just, this is just an accurately really? describing. Yeah, yeah. Connor, the and he world's said he'd oldest never even little boy. About, oh, and he's the eldest, but we do all forget that he's the eldest. Um, Connor. Yeah, Connor. Well, what did you have for Connor? I was still thinking about Shiv. What did you have? I'm looking at your notebook. And <laughs> Come I just on, Duncan, you're the one carrying the team. Thank God you did come. Yeah, thank God you're <laughs> keeping these two worn out. <laughs> so, so I basically view him as like the, the a sort of a hard right version of Ralph Nader, who was this candidate. I think he, he basically ran as an independent and – there's a pretty plausible theory that he is the reason that George W. Bush got elected. And I can kind of see Connor being this like just addicted to campaigning, never gets more than yeah. this, just burning his fortune out there just, just forever in this kind of absolute netherworld fringe. I also the other thing I wrote down was seasteading, which I think I What's really that? So seasteading is this uh Peter Thiel's really into it. It's this idea that you can set up Basically, a new libertarian republic, fifteen miles off offshore, where where you're in international waters, which has no laws, and you have you live a truly free life. Oh, uh, it's like it's a whole thing. I can really and and it, it's an obvious like that's not particularly original. The idea that Connor Roy would be really into that, but I can just see him just 
going down this kind of crypto libertarian, yeah. just this voyage and just he glorying in, in it. Like with his ranch and with his wine and with all that stuff we saw early on. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Cottage core. Yeah, cottage core. <laughs> yeah, like li- libertarian cottage core <laughs> yeah. at sea. Yeah. What about Willa? Does yeah. she love him for real? She's like, she's winning. She's come out. She's in Logan Roy's old apartment. She's getting rid of all his shit. She's going to buy all her new shit. She's going to put on another play. Willa kind of slayed. She slayed. I love, I would love to know how she redecorates that apartment. Was a I know, pressing, I know. like, urgent question I know. in my mind. When I'm going to sleep at night, sometimes I try and imagine. Get on Pinterest. Yeah. My board. I've just got a small <laughs> Willow board. Mason jars are obviously out. Everything else is up for grabs. Um, I also loved that scene on the boat where Willow's like, reading a play review on the iPad and just throws it over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Willa is actually, Willa and Connor's relationship, okay, if you're ranking like the greatest relationships on of the all show. Time. Roman and Jerry. Roman and Jerry is yeah. obviously number one. Weirdly hot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ruby thought I was so weird because I said, I'm not going to lie, like I've watched that scene a lot. I fucking love Roman yeah. and Jerry. Uh, Shiv and Nate. Yeah, uh, horny. Just, yeah. just conventionally hot and horny. And then uh, I think Willow and Connor's just like Cute. goofy, yes. weird, somehow, like obviously disgusting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It kind of works. Okay, then we've got Roman, everyone. My favorite character of the whole goddamn thing. Yeah, I don't like what I've got for Roman. Well, I do you have a prediction? I can't picture, I cannot picture Roman. I reckon he's like, oh, weirdly. I think he can be a good decision maker. So I think, yeah, I know there were times throughout this, like season specifically, where I was like, "You kind of can do this. You can't make the speech at the top of the thing, but you can be decisive and you can like go and hustle people." So I wonder if he, I don't know if it's media, but I wonder if he goes back into business, and he's still fucking like jerking off to. And shit, obviously. <laughs> well, I mean, so that's what basically what I had was that he, the, the him sort of blinking and botching it in such a public way at his dad's funeral. Mm. I think that he feels like he has to sort of avenge that and he has the means to do it. So I can see him just being this like, he needs Ruinge. Persistently Ruinge. in startups kind of guy. Yeah. But then also, you know, he becomes borderline fa- fascist by the end and he's very well, into that kind of non-elected president. But uh, I don't so. know if he I don't know if he actually is or he just goes wherever he thinks he needs to. Mm. Like yeah. that's he's a decision maker but he doesn't ever make like really morally informed decisions. He's got no yeah that that's why I think uh why Logan liked him because he was Could, morally yeah. flexible. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, but then you have that scene where he runs out into the um, protest and gets super fucked up, yeah. and it's like he's just trying to feel alive and like one of the people. So, is he a fascist? I think that was a good point. I think he likes to he likes to feel pain, and this is not a hot take. Whatever way it comes, yeah. to. <laughs> whatever's going to give him the most pain, the man's going to go. Maybe, mm. So he needs some therapy. That but, scene uh, with where where. Kendall reopens his wound. Yeah. So what did you both make of that? Was that Kendall, like, saying, it's fine that you blinked and you can't do this job and you know that you need to look like you're a bit more fucked up than you are as an excuse, let me do this for you? Or was Roman pushing his head into Kendall as a way of, like, self-harming? 
Oh god! Oh, I, I I read Did it the read first it? way. Yeah. I read but, it the first way. Yeah. But I also brotherly love. But then there is yeah. a version where it was just a hug, and that Kendall ripped it open just to oh. kind of make it impossible for yeah. Roman to make yeah. an end run around for the. Okay, that's true. Role. Nothing is ever simple. I know. Nothing is ever like I did a really nice thing. Yeah. I saw this interview with Jesse Armstrong, who said he had to often rein the writers in or push them away because they kept, and I like naturally as you would, try to redeem them a little bit too much. And he mm. was like, there was this line in which we could never cross, which yeah. was like, you could never, ever truly trust anyone, believe anyone, or feel like anyone was sort of like, again, Getting triumphing or kind of redeeming themselves. And I think that was like That's one of the yeah. most yeah. addictive things about the show, because what's so fascinating is like, What's the pitch? Rich people in offices, sometimes they go to Lake Como. Like, basically, yeah. right? Trying to fight over who wins this company. It could have been the most fucking boring show. Yeah. But I think parameters like that is what, like, made it so addictive because you're like, surely this, surely that, surely that. But never. never. Well, it's, it's that the Seinfeld, no hugging, no learning, but even more kind of extreme like that that what you just described like uh it's so unsentimental it will give you nothing for any of these people (laughs) which is crazy because when like i think there should be like phds written on the fandom of succession because for people that gave you absolutely nothing they were all turned into baby girls like for people that were like so serial and non like thirst trappy or non i don't even know like it was you weren't supposed to fall in love with them. Like the edits that I've seen online are just turning these awful, awful people into like the most loved baby girl, soft. Like I love <laughs> when Tom does this. Like in the world, it's just fascinating. Yeah, and it's just so fucking funny. Well, yeah, because because it's, it's all happening in a vacuum. Where if you have a show where there are no likable characters at all, yeah. really, then you kind of the our human like desire to root for someone means that we end up kind of glomming onto yeah, all of these just yeah. absolute Or creatures. changing, right? Like yeah. I don't think anyone was like, I'm like Kendall through and through, yeah. stand by this guy. Like everyone changed hands all the time. And then we know what's next for Tom. Is he going to be a really good CEO? Is he not? Who really cares? Well, he, he's being marionetted. Yeah. So he just gets yeah. to just – do whatever he 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 exists at Matson's pleasure for us. Oh, what kind as of long. fucked up? Shit oh my are god, they that dinner! Oh. Oh. Shiver. What about Greg? Everyone, Greg really <laughs> fell off, didn't he? He served his purpose, I guess. I mean, I I did love his <laughs> the quad stuff was was very funny <laughs> material. Um, he's always just trying to join a band, you know, the disgusting brothers and the quad. As someone who's in a band, I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I can imagine feeling so left out if you're not in a band. Yeah, no. I imagine it being the worst Just a solo feeling. Artist. Yeah. He's called Papa Jack. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but as someone who's in a band, it's just a different feeling. No, no I'm sorry. So nice. No, it's because we talk about the band. We have to talk about the band every time we're on Culture Vulture together. And it's just normal. Ever hear the band? They've just heard about it. And everyone's so sick of it, but it is a secret joke that we bring up the band yep. in every podcast. I love it. But Sorry anyway, Greg, he's not in a band. His future is what? He's Tom's yeah. Eber. He's Tom's. What about Kendall's other Jess? Oh, <laughs> kills me. Eber as well. Can't, like, 
what kind of fucked up contract has she signed to not be able to leave? Yeah. And like, what is going on there? <laughs> the whole Swedish, that, that, that scene in the, the Swedish chalet was really quite something. I loved how much more of the Swedes we got in this season. I thought Matson was fucking great. Oh, my God. Rocking up in that, like, gold sort of tracksuit. What about him telling Tom yeah. that he wants to fuck Shiv and that he reckons oh. Shiv wants to fuck him as well? Oh, my God. And Which Tom. was true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was wa- waiting for it to happen. I know. I kind of wish it did. Same. Is that too obvious? Is that basic? Jesse Armstrong would never. Yeah, he would never. He can only buy Too much redemption. Um, <laughs> much redemption if they fuck. It's not like so a un- slutty show, though, is it? Like, there's not a lot of no. making out, which I... Th- Except for Roman and Jerry. Yeah. Thought they, was... do, they, do they make out? Or no, does he just... Nah. He just... <laughs> Phone sex, kind yeah. of. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I thought that was a really interesting decision for a show that's quite stark doesn't have a lot of visual colour. You know, the pressure on the dialogue is insurmountable. Yeah. Well, and especially because HBO is notoriously, like, it's the nudity network. That's, mm. what, that's what powered its growth. Uh, and this show sort of profiles as something where they would just be just laying that on everywhere just because you can. Yeah. And the, yeah, it was weirdly restrained. And, and, and it was that really respect. PG. <laughs> Roman says a dick pic to his dad. Oh, <laughs> God. Get to God. See it. That, I think, was the funniest, yeah. most excruciating moment oh. of the whole series. Yeah, should we get to just favourite yeah, moments let's, let's of everything, oh. whole series, everything? Duncan, go. Uh, I mean, I had Roman and Jerry's relationship. Yeah. I just, I just found it very authentic, very funny, very we- weirdly sweet. Uh, yeah. And then, then the fact that it directly led to the dick pic, and that, therefore, oh my is God. In, you oh, know, I hated the dick pic because Logan actually—it <laughs> was like the one thing that he brought up a few times with, like the one thing he sort of followed up on because yeah. he kept saying you're sicko, and then they get on the boat to Como, and he's like, "Are you good? Are you fucking sicko?" Oh, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> oh. Um, so dick pic reigned supreme for you. Not surprising considering every time on the shit show you bring something about nuts or crotches. <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to say you bring a dick pic. <laughs> oh my god. So it's a silly. weird thing to do to a podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm dying. No. Belle, do you have do you have any favorite moments or was it all oh, shit? Nah. I, to be honest, I didn't like the show. Um, I was talking about this with my friends and I love like this incidental ones. We're talking about when... Why are you laughing? Just read a quote. Sorry. Can you read it after this? Yeah. Um, when Tom eats Logan's chicken on the yes. boat. Really yeah. good. I know. Just silencio. Oh, gorge. Um, and then... I mean, I loved Shiv's affair. Like, yeah. it was just hot. And I loved watching, like, someone's uh, need to be loved kind of untangle them from their, like, psycho power trips for one second. And I think that's sort of when you see Shiv at her, like, kind of... Authenticest. Yeah. I was going to say sweetest, but yeah. not true. Well, that, yeah. that was the moment where she almost threatened to cross over into being just a likable character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then Jessie came in and reigned her back. No way. Also at their wedding, right, right before they get married, and, and she goes upstairs with Tom, and she's like, oh, maybe they've just got married. And she's like, yeah, this is an open marriage, right? And he's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> didn't incredible. that just devastate yeah. you? And just watching Tom, like, 
process this information <laughs> and try and have this kind of PR front. Oh. It was like a it was a it was a sort of an analogue to the Matson dinner oh. scene where he just Oh yeah. Um yeah, that was that was excellent. The um some of these are very basic, but the congressional hearings was oh, obviously oh, yeah. just a bore on the floor. Like they, they, yeah. you, you know, they, you don't even need to talk about them, but but my they were just of, such viscerally crazy television. Yeah. My favourite yeah. moment of all time, none of us have mentioned, um, the L to the OG rap. Oh, okay. You know, I had written that That's down. Kind of yeah. <laughs> Whoa, she's not a fairy. <laughs> the, yeah. well. the that was, was my department phone call voice. Yeah. Because I, I've wanted Ruby to watch Succession for ages, right? And I always have L to the OG in my head. And then the other day, before I went on stage in New York, no. we in the hotel room or something, she was like, L to the UC and she started like, and like was there any fucked up part of you was like maybe I'm gonna do that no. like, oh my I just God. won't no, be yeah. able to hold myself back oh the intrusive thoughts honestly if I was in a different mood it could have come out on stage did but you rock like an oversized biker jacket <laughs> <laughs> and a yeah like a, a bomber jacket yeah. with the bros or whatever was on it um, also the kids being happy and that one scene yeah. thank you Juicy Armstrong for your service on that yeah. Roman and Jerry phone sex yeah obviously Seminal. Um, the the line that I was laughing about that I just have written down here is from Logan, really early on. Romulus, when you're laughing, please do it at the same volume as everyone else. We didn't get you from a hyena farm, and it was just because like it's relatable. Oh, like, I just oh, I just love that. Um, also, you can't make a tomlet without breaking uh, some bricks. Oh. That will go down in history. Yeah, just so good. Yeah. Yeah, I love like this probably normie and embarrassing, but I love the like YouTube clips that people have recut and it's like Succession is a romantic comedy mm, yes. and it's just Very like good. so good. I also loved, um, which is quite dark, but after the after Kendall has that car accident and L- Logan kind of really fucking protects him in the, in a way that like you see this real kind of primal father mode step in and there's a tiny second where you're like I mean it's fucked up right that they didn't go to the police just need to acknowledge that and then um, he makes Kendall go with him to the house just to torture him yeah that's what I mean like the, the, there are these that, moments of like oh you've redeemed no yeah no but that, yeah. but that's the thing like I think that's where it head fakes you right like because they're, they're, they're sort of making you think okay well he does have this mm. paternal instinct in him but in fact it's actually oh no He's basically just looking at him, oh, this is a block of votes, which I can now pull back on side. I can take control of this organism. I can break it down, rebuild it, and it is mine. Oh, my God. That, Um, like, just heartbreaking scene where he's wrenched out of the – it's like the temperature dropped in the room. Um, (laughs) Out of the pool from the retreat and Mm. taken to that press conference is just like – Anyway. I mean, that's why he's growing his hair out and getting on the aisle. He's go. on the aisle. All that he's stuff needs to go. Down. He's got a bit of cacti juice. Yeah. <laughs> and um, an amethyst and it's all good. Does anyone have any lasting things that, that, ha- that we haven't covered that you really feel like you need to say because succession's over forever? I mean, I, I've sort of touched on this before. Oh, yeah, I, I loved the Volta storyline. I just finished last night, um, finished Traffic, Ben Smith's book about Gorka, uh, BuzzFeed, oh. Huffington Post, et, et cetera. And really, really fascinating book if you're a media nerd but uh, and, and also about Vice. But basically, like, Volta was a kind of a combo of, of all of those things and the – 
I really, really enjoyed the sort of preening arrogance of the Volta founder and these kind of like hipster staff who were just so dismissive of the old media company. Oh my god! And then gosh. the way that uh, Kendall comes in and just says, oh, "You know what? Money is just yeah. still undefeated, and I'm yeah. just going to use it to shut you down and make you all redundant." And that's just you know, like I just yeah. that, that, that like that if was you truly follow devastating. That, the, the, the story of those companies, the sticker, that is just literally what's happened on multiple occasions oh. to companies like that. And it's just like, and it's then did chilling. You like, did you like the callback to Lawrence from Volta in the final episode? Oh, incredible. Like the, yeah. I, yeah. Just great writing. Just great writing. Just great writing, I mean, that's what, it was. It was, I mean, incredible performances <laughs> enabled by just all-time great writing. Like, all-time great tr- cast. Yeah. yeah. Two what a bro. treat that we got with Succession, everyone. Such a treat. And if you haven't watched it. <laughs> got it. You definitely didn't listen to this, first of all. <laughs> but that sucks for you. Don't watch it. I sometimes feel like when I'm trying to tell people to watch Succession, they're picturing like what you described before, just like rich people in suits, mm. like they're picturing suits for the company, and I'm like, it's oh. so much more than that. But if you're not willing to give it what it deserves, do you say do you give it some media studies language? Like it's really about the human condition. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's about the interplay of power and if desire. If you look at the color of the curtains, like that was a choice because they're all blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know about metaphors? We'll start there. <laughs> oh, but all of this to say. Thank you two for joining me. Duncan, are you still nauseous? Yeah. No, it's all gone. It's the alkaline it's, it's water. It's been yeah. yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and it's the ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.